Welcome to the Awesome Bros Podcast. I am your co-host, Chintel, standing next to my other co-host and my brother, Krushna. What's going on, everybody? I hope you guys are having an amazing day. All right, guys, this is the Awesome Bros Podcast, where we're going to talk about how to make you awesome in health, wealth, love, and happiness. We're going to give you all those golden knowledge nuggets that keep you living the highest quality life possible. Exactly. We're going to take all the stuff we know from books, stuff that we're learning, stuff that we we learn from other people that we meet. We're going to take all that knowledge and we're going to give it to you right here so you can listen to it on your drive to work, um, when you're running at the gym, whatever the case is, just take some knowledge. Just a quick reminder, we drop this podcast every single Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern time. Stay tuned, guys. All right, with that, we're going to get right into the episode. Welcome, guys, to this week's episode. We are so excited and thrilled to have such an amazing guest on our podcast this week. Please welcome Naveen Jain, an incredible, inspirational entrepreneur and businessman. He came to the U.S. from India with just $5 in his pocket and, is, and has founded seven different companies, all in different industries, right? His most latest venture, Viome, is a company that is learning of micro learning about microbiomes and teaching them to individuals in order to get a better understanding of what our dietary needs are and how each individual can be the most healthiest version of themselves. Well, first of all, Chintal and Krishna, it's so it's such a pleasure to be here. And Krishna, if you were going to say something, please go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Please go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was just going to talk about how um how how much of an inspiration it is that not only do you focus on uh on being the the best version of yourself and going after your highest ambitions, but also something in the health industry, which I believe is a lot of things people neglect. So I think it's such an inspiration and so respectable that you're so uh, definite in that field. Well, I just say again, it's an honor. You guys are very, very kind and I'm looking forward to the discussion. Awesome. Thank you. So um, you are an absolute learning machine, I would say, right? Um, Based on the things that I've learned about you, it's been so inspirational to understand that you don't let, have limitations or boundaries, right? If there's something that you want to tackle, you go ahead and learn about those things, absorb yourself in the subject, and you believe that sometimes, well, most of the times, outsiders from an industry can you know, be game changers when they come to the industry because they come with a new, fresh mind, right? So my question for you would be, how did you get so inspired to learn and to grow yourself as an individual? Well, I think, you know, every one of us has the same power. You have to believe in yourself. So it all starts with the belief system. When you start to believe something is not possible, it just becomes impossible for you and you only and not for someone else. Right? So the only boundary, the only limitations we have really is our imagination and our belief system of what we can achieve. Even the people you know, who love us the most, like our you know, parents. Yeah. And you know, I remember my mom telling me that, you know, son, you are brilliant. You can do anything you want. And then she said the magical word, sky is the limit, right? Yeah. And she felt that was, you know, and without ever understanding that the sky doesn't exist, 
sky is nothing but a figment of our imagination right and we create these limits because we believe that no one can pass it's not like when you go from here to the moon you call mom and say hey mom i just passed sky <laughs> yeah it doesn't exist so it exists in our mind there are limits and how many skies do we create every single day in our lives because we believe that is the limit and that is my sky and once we get there we realize that there is no sky it was the limit that we created on ourselves because we believed that was our limit right so to me what happens is lot of the people tend to limit themselves by finding excuses well how can i go do that i know nothing about that industry right without realizing that is their biggest strength right the biggest strength is they know nothing about it because if you were an expert in that field you're going to think like everyone else you're going to ask the same set of questions what everyone else has asked and you're going to solve the same problem that everyone else is solving when you come from outside the industry you get to challenge the foundation of everything that experts have taken it for granted yeah. and when you challenge that foundation you're not only making the industry 10% better you're making it 10 times better and that is the fresh perspective that you're talking about that it's not just rethinking in a different uh, you know rethinking outside the box it's about creating a completely new box and thinking inside that box right so you always be thinking in a box but it's a yeah. different box not just simply outside the uh, current box That is awesome. That is so inspirational. It's just it adds a lot of value to someone that's looking to do something different or to looking to change something, right? Um if you come from a different perspective and you understand that your it is your strength that you don't know everything and you don't take the foundational stuff for granted. So it's it's such an incredible thing to listen to and it gives people motivation to to say that, you know, that if there's something that you see in the world that you would like to change, you can poke at it and you can shift it. and you know this world is yours to to play with in a way right so yeah. that's incredible yeah it is more than that i mean don't look at the world as is look at the world what you want it to be that means ah. always focus on what you want the world to be it doesn't matter what the world is because you can change it right and it goes back to the old saying that you know you know they, people used to think there are two types of people in this world people look at the glass as half full or people look at the glass as half empty but yeah. my point is that it actually is the bad you know the, at the end of the day all that really matters is do you want to fill the glass or not because if you want to fill the glass does it really matter is half empty or half full right and if you don't want to fill the glass it doesn't matter is half empty or half full <laughs> so what really matters is what is it that you want and if you want to fill that glass then it doesn't really matter what it is and that's the reason i say focus on what you want the world to be not what the world is that is incredible that's so incredible um so can you tell us for you personally um with your explore your space exploration company what do you, what would you like the world to be at? what where do you see that vision yeah you know again i mean it is about saving the humanity from potential extinction right so if you look at give or take 8 billion of us are living on this spacecraft and we call that planet earth and our spacecraft is flying naked in the space right yeah. now imagine if we get hit by one large asteroid our spacecraft gets damaged right yeah. and people are always so egotistic and say i am so worried about this planet mm-hmm. and i keep thinking really 
This planet would do just fine. Don't you worry about it. Worry about the human species, right? The last time our spacecraft got hit by an asteroid, you know who used to be roaming the planet Earth, the spacecraft? The, S, the large dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Dinosaurs all died. Planet did just fine. Yeah. In fact, it did so fine, it created humans, right? Yeah. And now if the human species get wiped out, guess what? The next thing may come out to be a superhuman for all we know, right? The point I'm trying to make is it is up to us. The dinosaurs couldn't save the dinosaur species. It's up to us human to save. Can we save the human species by distributing them into multiple planets? So if we are on moon, Mars, Pluto, and beyond, and if somehow one of the planets get destroyed, we can reseed the human species and we can continue moving forward, right? But as we do that, you know, you have to look at the world differently because people tend to look living on this planet. People always tend to create another planet just like ours. They say, well, how can we possibly live on the moon? How are you going to grow the food on the moon? Right. I mean, all these kind of things, because we believe that is how it needs to be done. And that to me is the wrong questions to be asking as entrepreneurs. Our job is not to be asking the same question what everyone else asked. So the question is not about how to grow the food on the moon, because if you do, the only solution is to find a way to grow the food. But what if you were to ask slightly different question about why do we eat food? Just by asking a different question, why we eat food, now you can start to think we eat food because we need energy. We eat food because we need nutrition. Now, how many different ways can we get energy? We know that there are bacterial species that can get energy from radiation because they grow in the radioactive nuclear waste. That means they figured out how to protect its DNA and how to get radioactivity to be the actually the source of energy for them. Now, what if we can take the, the genetics from those bacteria, use CRISPR to modify ourselves, and next thing you know, we're going to go and tell, honey, do you want to go out for a walk and get some radiation rather than saying, honey, do you want to go for dinner? <laughs> My point is, it is a very simple change of mindset that allows you to solve problems in a different way. And we may not look like us because yeah. if you're living on a place where there's less gravity, do you need all the skeleton and all the bones that we have? Sure, we may look different, but we're still going to be the human species. Right? Got it. That's very true. So it's... Essentially, it's a more about pivoting the starting point, right? Yes. So asking different questions to start with, which can lead us to different things that we didn't think about originally, but can be the solution that maybe, you know, that, that is the exact solution that we need to figure out our goal. That's, that is absolutely correct, right? So it's about rethinking, reimagining, and recreating the foundation to the further new world that you want it to be. Got it. That's, that's super interesting. Can you, um, can you tell us a little bit about your latest venture, um, Viome? Yeah. So I started Viome with a very simple belief that, you know, we as human species don't need to suffer from any of these chronic diseases because these chronic diseases we are not born with, right? And you don't, it's not something you catch. It's not like you, you know, you wake up one day morning and say, honey, I was out with the boys last night. I think I might have caught diabetes, right? Yeah. You don't catch diabetes. Yeah. You develop these things over a period of time. You don't one day wake up and say, I think I'm obese, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is something that you, you know, over time you 
develop, whether it is, you know, any chronic disease you want, whether it is a cancer, whether it is depression or it's an anxiety or an autoimmune disease. And every one of these diseases actually can be prevented and reversed, right? And I think that, you know, the you know, reason I have, when I started Wyoming, I have no idea. I've never done healthcare. I'm not a scientist. I, don't, mm-hmm. I barely even remember my high school biology. Right? <laughs> my point was, to me, it was so simple that people have been asking the wrong question. And again, going back to just like in the space venture, I thought the best question to ask is why we eat food, not how to grow the food. And the same thing I kept thinking about, why is it that we are so focused on our genetics? Because we have been told our genes are our destiny. And it occurred to me, how can genes be our destiny? Because our genes never change. So before you became obese, you have a DNA and you can get 200 pounds. Your DNA is still the same. Yeah. So how can you blame your DNA for something that hasn't changed? Now, you can get depressed and your DNA is the same. You can get diabetes, you can get heart disease, and you can get any type of chronic disease. Your DNA or your genes never change. So what does change? What changes actually is the gene expression. That means what they are expressing is constantly changing, and that is in our control. And it turns out, if you look at all the genes that are expressed in our human body, the genes that we get from mom and dad account for less than 1% of all the genes that are expressed. The 99% are really the microorganisms that live inside us, in our gut, in our mouth, on our skin. And these organisms are really symbiotic with us. So in some sense, you know, symbiotic is really an easy way of saying that we live together, but really the truth is they more or less control who we are. They are the puppet masters and we are really the puppet of their desire. They live inside us and they can make us crave the food they want. They change our behavior. They can change our mood. They can change how we feel. They literally, if you start to look at every chronic disease, now you start to see how they are connected to your gut. And this is not the new science that, you know, obviously now anybody who's listening to it can Google and you can say, hey, uh, you know, depression and microbiome or cancer and microbiome or pick a disease you want, diabetes and microbiome, and you will see direct connection to your microbiome and stuff. Now, interestingly, we knew this, not now, obviously we have all the fancy technology and the sequencing and all the things we do today. But this is something we knew in the Ayurveda, and this is something we knew when Hippocrates 2,500 years ago said, all diseases begin in the gut. Think about that for a second. He said 2,500 years ago, all diseases begin in the gut. Let food be thy medicine, let thy medicine be the food. And he knew about personalization when he says one man's food is another man's poison. That means there is no such thing as universal healthy food, you know, just because, you know, just because, you know, someone says this is spinach is good or like Popeye. Popeye said spinach is good for everyone. But Popeye yeah. wasn't the scientist, right? But yeah. the point is, there is no such thing. A broccoli can be a superfood for one person and it could be a kryptonite for someone else. And that's mm. really the idea is you have to look at your body to see what food is good for. So anyway, I started wine with a funda- fundamental belief. What if we can digitize and decode the human body to mm. understand what your body needs and give the nutrition that your body needs to actually keep it 
prevent every chronic disease from happening. And if you do are in the chronic disease, how do you reverse that back to the homeostasis? Because chronic diseases are caused by the chronic inflammation. And if you can get rid of the inflammation, all the things we call disease suddenly go away. And what was surprising to me was that, you know, as I started this company, I was wondering, God, I hope it works because we don't want to see the, you know, our own fellow humans suffer from these chronic diseases. And every one of us knows someone we have lost to, you know, one of these chronic diseases. You know, I lost my dad to pancreatic cancer two years ago, right? And there was no reason for him to die. Absolutely no reason. It is something was purely preventable, right? But we just didn't have the right set of technology for us to understand what caused it and how we could have saved him, right? But we know people who are dying from heart disease. We know the number of great souls we have lost to suicide because the people were depressed. Every one of these things are preventable. So my hope is that as we are now understanding, now we have several hundred thousand people that actually have been part of the Wyom journey. And they report to us that, you know, their diabetes is gone. They're no longer depressed. They no longer have anxiety. People are talking about all the things from acne to other diseases that are just disappearing because there was nothing but the causes of inflammation. And as your body reduced the inflammation, the things, everything else around it went away. And I really hope that as we are learning more and more, we started to find exactly what causes many of the diseases. So we are now actually are able to predict before you have a disease that you're on that path to developing obesity. You're on the path to develop uh, oral cancer, your path to develop a pancreatic cancer, you're on the path to develop a colorectal cancer and give you the nutrition to be able to actually make sure you're moving away from it, not moving towards it anymore. And that type of things really is only possible now it couldn't have been done five years ago because the cost of digitizing and decoding was impossible for us to be able to afford to have millions of people. That means the cost of sequencing the body had to come down, cost of processing the data had to come down. AI had to be so powerful to analyze this petabytes of data to know what's going on. And all that is possible today. And that's the reason I believe that in my heart that in the next five to 10 years, we will be able to make chronic diseases purely optional. That means each one of us will know exactly what to do. And the choice is yours, whether you follow it or not. And that's the reason we don't believe we can eliminate chronic diseases. But we always say, imagine a world where being sick is a choice. That means you and I will know what to do. And you can make a choice. I'm going to smoke and I don't care. And you know what? That is your choice. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is up to you. Wow. That's, that's so inspirational. That's so, so hearing that is something that's so incredible because um, you're right. There's so many people out there that we've lost, right. To um, things like this that could have been very preventable, you know, and it's just because we, maybe we were misled or we didn't have all the right information that this, that, that the result happened. So for someone that's looking to be a healthier version of themselves, how do they get on the right track to eat the right foods for them? So, Chintal, this is really interesting is a lot of us when we are young, we believe we are invincible, right? And because we work out and we look, uh, we look fit, 
doesn't mean we are fit, right? Yeah. So to me, the whole system is designed, wait until you get sick and they say, holy shit, I got sick. <laughs> Rather than yeah. understanding before you get sick, how to prevent it. Yeah. And there's some very interesting thing, right? So when you do the Wyom test, we tell you everything that's happening in your body and we give you all the health markers that no one has ever seen before, such as how good is your cellular health? How good is your mitochondrial health? How good is your immune system health, right? How good is your stress response health? How good is your gut health? And each under each one of them, we go through very detailed. What is your production of things that are causing inflammation? What are the things that are causing anti-inflammatory that you want more of them and you want to you want to reduce the stuff that's bad for you? And we give you all these health markers, including your biological age, right? So the idea is you can never, you want to age chronologically, but you want to stay biologically younger, right? Yes. So you know, to give you an idea, so we have this test called health intelligence and we launched it about two months ago. So I did the test and it, you know, I'm turning 61 in two weeks now, right? My wow. biological age, I'm still in forties, right? So oh, interestingly wow. <laughs> that my biological age is in forties, even though I'm in sixties now wow. is because I'm able to get rid of all the things, you know, just by doing the Wyoming diet, I have now lost about 25 pounds. And in fact, I would just put a picture up on Instagram uh, yesterday that shows that 20 years ago, I actually, I feel younger. I look <laughs> younger. I am better today than I was 20 years ago. And my hope is that 20 years from now, I actually will be younger than I am today. That's <laughs> so incredible. That That's incredible. That so, picture is very uh, inspiring. I, I liked that one. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, that's but brother, here's the thing. So today we are launching something that is complete game changer. So in fact, in the next hour and a half, we're gonna be launching our new product for the first time ever. After you do the test, we look at every single nutrient that your body needs. So you need 10 milligrams of elderberry, you need 20 milligrams of curcumin, we need seven milligrams of butyrate. We literally make all the nutrients and put them in a capsule for you custom made each capsule just for you, all probiotics, custom probiotic, custom prebiotic, custom nutrient, everything put in a sachet back to you. In fact, after you do the test, yeah. that day we make that capsule for you. That's awesome. That's so, that's so cool. That, cause, so it's so, that's like levels and levels ahead of, you know, people will tell you the keto diet is good for you yeah. or this is good for you. Just levels. But I'm going to tell you the keto diet is so. Now I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to probably get stoned to death for saying that, right? <laughs> so we look at now we have looked at a couple of hundred thousand people, and we looked at people who are on keto diet, people who are on paleo diet, people on all kinds of diet. Yeah. Now the worst of all of the diet that actually increases your biological age above your chronological age is a keto diet. Wow. So keto diet, the people who are on a keto diet who tend to be three to five years older than their chronological age, because wow. even though they look fit outside, they yeah. completely fuck up their body completely. Ooh. So their cellular health is completely down the drain. Their gut health is completely down the drain. And they're literally destroying their body from inside to look fit. Right? It is an absolute. And by the value diet is right underneath it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And the best one that we saw were actually it's very interesting is a vegan diet. Really? Is that, wow. Okay. Yeah. So of all the people we looked at, the people who were on a vegan diet 
tend to be the healthiest. So they tend to wow. be about five years younger than their chronological age, whereas mm-hmm. the keto diet was five years older than their chronological age. Oh my goodness. That's, <laughs> so these keto diet people, they're, essentially they look good from the outside, but their insides are just like shit. And by the way, not only that, I mean, you can ask them a lot of the, you know, you look at the supermodels, everyone will tell you they're depressed and they have oh, all types true. of wow, digestive yeah. issues. I mean, they're literally, the digestion is off the things, right? They get hormonal imbalance. They, all of them have anxiety. All of them have thyroid issue. All of them have mm. a whole bunch of autoimmune diseases because your body needs the balance time. Anytime you eat something restrictive, it is going to be problematic, right? And I really think these fat diets come and go. I mean, you're too young to remember there used to be a diet called Atkins diet, right? The Atkins diet was, you know, this low-carb diet, high-fat diet, and poor Atkins died of heart disease. I mean, that's not a good branding, right? No, that's not. Definitely not. Wow. (laughs) That's terrible. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of these things can cycle through. And even though I haven't seen all of them, I can tell you for sure that I've tried some of them and I felt worse. Um, yeah. like, especially on the keto diet, I felt worse and I stopped it because of that. Yeah. This is, so th- this system is absolutely revolutionary. Like it's years ahead of anything that's yeah, happening it's, right it's now. It's tailor made. Yeah. Right now, if you, if you look up any kind of diet, it's like a seven part video on how to, what you should eat and but <laughs> never custom to anybody. And it yeah. probably causes more, it's the same thing to everybody. probably causes more bad than good for most people. So that is, that's incredible. So with the Viome test, um, all of the all of the stuff is catered to you and then and then sent to you for you to consume that's right so idea is that you know no longer you have to be doing things on faith right so today like you know supplements like right? people buy these supplements and they literally join the temple of or church of something right so yeah. i joined the church of vitamin c i just believe is going to help my immune system i have no idea Right? Yeah. But what we thought, what if we can measure your body, give you everything you need, and then retest you every six months and show you your health markers. Look, you can see for yourself what it changed. So idea is to close the loop, measure it, nourish it, and you can see the improvement. And then we readapt because as your body is changing, we reformulate the ingredients again based on what we learn. And you just keep doing the cycle again and again is to make sure that you're constantly tuning your body and you can see the improvement rather than simply worrying about is it working or it's not working because you, and the idea is to see. So you're yeah. seeing is believing. So you can see your own health markers every single time. Yeah, that's of course. What, what gets measured gets adjusted. So that, that is, exactly, exactly. That is, that is true. So the, is the objective um, to uh, obtain like the lowest um, biological age or is, or is the objective to keep you, like what, what is the objective? So the objective is to really keep your body in a perfect uh, uh, homeostasis, right? Homeostasis, so that means okay. keeping the inflammation low because low-grade chronic inflammation is the cause of aging. It is the cause, cause of all the diseases. Cancer is caused because of inflammation. It's caused by the wow. gut. You know, the microbiome actually now they discovered that every tumor actually has microbiome inside that. Right. Mm-hmm. So now they are finding that the cancer co- is caused by low-grade inflammation and the microbiome. And a lot of this stuff happens because as we age, our gut lining gets permeable and the start the bacteria starts to move from the gut into blood, causing the inflammation because your body now immune system is constantly trying to deal with that and it starts to affect a blood brain barrier and then it starts to cause more diseases in the brain and the brain inflammation so alzheimer is an inflammatory disease that caused by 
the current belief is either the oral microbiome through the leaky gum. So when you have the gum that bleeds, they actually the microbiome from your mouth goes up through the blood into the blood and cause breaks the blood brain barrier and goes up. And that our glial cells actually release the amyloid beta to, uh, to protect the brain. And, and since it doesn't get cleaned up, it ends up causing the neurodegenerative diseases. So if you were to Google Parkinson's and microbiome, it turns out that Parkinson's starts in the gut 15 years before you see the first symptom, first symptom. Wow. So you can see them happening 10 to 15 years before you see the disease. Same thing in Alzheimer. You start to see the people who before they get Alzheimer, you will start to hear them complain about constipation. Right. Yes. So it's literally the stuff starts in the gut and our gut is connected to our brain through the uh, vagus nerve. Right. Yeah. So, and uh, people used to think that, you know, vagus nerve means what happens in the gut is going to stay in the gut. That's not what happens here. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happens in the gut goes everywhere. And that's yeah. literally is what mm -hmm. we're finding now is that our gut controls our brain. And as we get, uh, you know, as we eat poorly, it, it changes our brain. And when we get stressed, then it also changes our gut microbiome. So it's bidirectional, right? So you have to be able to find the reduce the mental stress and then nourish the body so that it doesn't go and become inflamed again. Wow. That's just, it's, it's such an inspiration that you said you didn't even know biology before any of this. Yeah. That's so, it's, that's so crazy, right? It's, so how did you, how did you, um, because you know a lot about this subject, right? And and you understand the verbiage and terminology, obviously. And so how did you, not coming from a medical background, um, get yourself to understand all of these concepts? And on, honestly, that's really the key is that, you know, when I started, I did not even know the simple terms like, you know, the DNA and the RNA and, you know, all these things that were people were talking. I didn't understand. I thought, why do I? So one thing I do is when I enter the industry, I become an information junkie and I read everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So to me, when I thought I'm going to now focus for the next decade of my life trying to solve this problem. And the first thing I do is I read a lot. And it's one of the advice I give people is never read one book on a subject, because mm -hmm. if you read one book, the author's view becomes your view, because wow. whatever you read, that becomes your thought process, right? Okay. What I did is I read dozen books. And because what happens is when ah. you read dozen different books, now you have 12 different ideas that everybody's talking about. And now you can formulate your own ideas based on that. Wow. And the next thing I do is I read a lot of research. So I probably must have read thousands of research paper in the last two years, what is it that's causing these diseases? And as you read the research, you start to see what is the most cutting edge stuff that people are talking about, because that is the stuff that's going to be coming out 20 years from now. And my yeah. thought was, what if you can take the latest cutting edge stuff bypass the system instead of going through all of the medical system that's going to take 20 years. Yeah. What if you can go directly to consumer people who are sick? Because in a current medical industrial complex, no one, no one has incentive to make you healthy because they, everyone in the industry makes you mon makes money when you are sick and no one makes money when you are healthy, right? Of course. Imagine you are young. You walk into a doctor and he discovers a chronic disease. The pharma company says, ka-ching, lifetime subscriber coming up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and literally everyone makes money when you are yeah. sick. So what they do, when they find a chronic disease, they want to suppress the symptom. So you keep coming back to them. They cannot, they don't want to cure it because they cure it. There is no money in a cure. 
right? So they keep you sick. Mm. And now only person who doesn't want to be sick is the person who is sick, right? So we say, what if we can give the control back to the consumer? What if we can make each one of us the CEO of our own health? Instead of, you know, internet got rid of all the intermediaries. Remember, they used to be stockbrokers, right? They yeah. used to be travel agents. All those things went away. But we still have these travel agents in the medical system. We call them primary doctor. What is their purpose? Literally, yeah. taking one information, passing on to someone else. AI can do a better job because every day there's more research comes out than the human brain can read in 24 hours. So think about it. These guys are becoming obsolete every single day. In fact, I go to my doctor and I can put up the research paper and say, doc, why are you telling me to take this medicine? You know this medicine causes the following diseases, right? And here's the latest literature that you should actually be telling me to read that, right? I remember I, you know, I was having some acid, acidity issues and my doc said, you got to go on a Nexium, right? Yeah. And now I start taking Nexium. Here's what happens. Nexium blocks all the acid production. It's a PPI drug, right? So yeah. once I block all the acid production, suddenly all the pathogens from my food, they couldn't be killed in the stomach because there is no acid. Now they all end up in my gut. So now I have my gut is seriously inflamed. I start to become anemic. I'm starting to get all the, now I'm suddenly get, you know, gaining weight and I am feeling miserable. And I just decided that I've had enough of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I stopped taking the damn medicine. I start following the right diet. Next thing I know, I go there a year and a half later to my dog. And she said, you know, I told you to take Nexium. It's working really well. Keep doing it. It's working really well. I said, doc, I stopped it. You know, because it was just, we didn't need these medicine. These medicines were are the ones that absolutely destroy. And there are times you do need these medicine, but yeah. I can tell you that a lot of the times for the lifestyle type of thing, for acidity, for heaven's sake, you don't need no, no drug. Yeah. All you need to do is adjust your own lifestyle and eat the right food that doesn't produce acidity. That's true. That, that is the important uh, mentality there. It's a, like you say, it's, it's not, don't focus on fixing the symptom, focus on fixing the problem. Right. Yes. So that's ex that's exactly what that is. That that's incredible. So for everyone that's listening, um, how can someone? Uh, it, it can. Some, is it as easy as jumping on the website and and getting this um uh test done? Yes, brother. So you can actually go. Uh, you know that one of the things we're trying to do is to you know for us it is more than a business. It is really a a purpose for us. It's a mission for us that you know. Having lost my own dad, I want to save everyone else from not having to go through the same pain that I went through. And the only way to solve this problem really is to get you know millions of us to come together so we can all understand exactly what causes the disease. Because unfortunately, the artificial intelligence is just a data hungry thing. The more you can feed it and more diverse data you can feed it, the better it gets and the better it learns to personalize for each individual, right? So the more people who can come together, the easier the problem for us to solve. So if everyone who's listening to it can go to yom.com and sign up, what you're doing is not only helping yourself be better, you're helping everyone who is going to come after you get better and everyone who came before you because now your data can help them be better. So point is, it is not my problem. It is not your problem. It is our problem. And only we can solve it, right? 
and whole medical industrial complex would rather us not do this because to them, if I die, they, th they thrive. And our hope is that all of us realize that if we don't do it for ourselves, we're going to watch our loved ones, our children, our grandchildren suffer. And if we want to be that type of human beings that don't care about other people suffering, forget about our own suffering, then we really, I mean, then we don't deserve to solve this problem. Then we should all watch and watch the humanity suffer. So my really hope is that everyone gets to join us and help us solve this problem. That is awesome. We will definitely leave that in the description for our audience. Uh, and, and, and definitely this is something that helps. Like you said, it's a collective good. You know, it's not just about us, but it's about everyone. How can we do the best for everyone involved? Right. So that's incredible. Apart from the health issue, um, are there any other things or um, subjects where you feel like humanity is facing a threat or a problem and entrepreneurs that, uh, that are, you know, are starting out today should really focus on? Yes, brother. First of all, I have about eight minutes here that I only set aside 45 minutes and I see that uh, my all the things are dinging right now. Yeah. So I want to just take that question and let's see if we can uh, wrap it up very of course, quickly. Yeah. So the biggest problem I find that facing humanity is the lack of intellectual curiosity. Okay. If we can solve the problem of we as every single person really stay as intellectually curious, that means instead of wondering why can't someone do something about it we say what if i could do something about it what if this problem can be solved so every time we look at a problem as opposed to this can't be done ask yourself what if it could be done and just slightly asking a different question to say what would it what needs to happen for this problem to be solved and just let me explain what i mean by that is when you look at a problem and think sure Let's assume you say going to the moon. You say, well, it is not possible for us to do that. And I say, okay, now tell me what needs to happen for it to be possible. And then you say, well, first of all, we need to be able to build a rocket that's going to be able to go out of the gravity. Done, check mark, done, right? Yeah. What? What's the next thing? Well, it needs to be able to take people and get them land safely. Check mark, done. Done yeah. that 60, 50 years ago, right? <laughs> now the next thing. Well, right. My point is you start to see what else needs to happen. Well, we need to be able to breathe without having to have the mask and stuff. So great, you need oxygen. If there is a plenty of water, what if we can find some type of underground lava tube? Can we live there and pump the oxygen? Can that be done? Yeah, it can be done. Great. Done. Now what? My point is you can start to break down the problem to see what needs to happen. And you can take any complex problem that looks difficult or impossible to say what technologies need to be developed to make it happen. And if there is a missing piece, you say, okay, I'm going to fix, I'm going to focus on fixing that problem to actually make the whole puzzle come together, right? So that's one part. The other part that I find the most entrepreneurs find is that every time there are tough times, they wonder, are they really cut out for it, right? So there are going to be always ups and downs. And what I realize in life is that life of an entrepreneur is, is like a heartbeat. It goes up and down. When it's smooth, you're dead, right? Yeah. So anytime you find in a business or anything you're doing that you're living a smooth life, that means you're literally dead. You just don't realize it yet, right? Mm. Ups and down tells you that you're alive. When you are down, all you have to do is hunker down and know that the next beat is going to be up. And when you are on the top of that beat, 
always remember don't get too cocky because the winter is coming and winter will come and that's yeah. the reason you have to always know that when you are on the top always remember the people who brought you up and because if you don't keep your friends together when you're on the top when you're down there's going to be all alone and lonely and cold nobody's going to be there for you yeah <laughs> that's incredible that's such a great message for everyone that's listening always remember to be humble and to keep those people around you very close because that is true. The life of an entrepreneur and everyone, and in life in general, there are ups and downs and we need to make sure that uh, the people around us are there for us. And we need to also be humble enough to recognize that even though I am succeeding now, I will grow and I will do things and I will challenge myself. And that may result in a failure, but that failure is something that teaches us and allows us to go back up again. That's right. Incredible. You know, that the ideas may or may not work, but you only feel when you give up. Every idea that does not work is simply a stepping stone to a different idea and a bigger idea. So just keep everything that doesn't work simply allows you to think about the problem differently and allows you to solve even a bigger problem than you thought before. Got it. Thank you so much. Where can our audience find you? Brother, you can find me on almost in every social media, or you can always send me an email. And, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty easy, easy to find guy. My first name, Naveen.jain, J-A-I-N, at gmail.com. I read all my emails, so I welcome everyone to reach out to me. If there's anything I can do for you, just know you have a brother in you. So I hope have an awesome days, and awesome. you guys are totally awesome. Thank you so much for staying in our podcast, and that was so entertaining. We, we loved this chat with you, and, uh, and have an amazing rest of the day. Thanks a lot. And let, let's, let's do it again some, some other time. Okay? Awesome. Let's, let's do it. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye.